0: Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFK's Radio, on the airwaves dial at four eighty-seven fifty-two. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are living in unprecedented times. <laughs> oh, fuck <my God. laughs> off!
1: The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. I don't think I have much of a Canadian accent, except when I say "garbage fire." <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear it? A little bit. Garbage fire. A little bit.
0: <laughs> um, also, sometimes when you say the name of the school that you taught, at, I, it's you've got a weird like. Ona? scoop. You got a sc- weird scoop on the O. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unprecedented because we're in the same place for the first time in like a year. Yeah. So that's all.
1: <laughs> well, it's weird times. It's, I don't even know where to begin. It's very weird times.
0: Um, we were just kind of talking about it before we hit record. Um, But one of the things that, as we know, we're in the middle of this pandemic, and the rest of the world is falling apart, and who knows what's going on? Like, I don't know. There's early forest fires in places, and Mm -hmm. apparently there's murder hornets somewhere, and also, like, a mosquito-borne disease that might kill everybody. There was a
1: tornado near Calgary yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, there was, like,
0: a weird hailstorm, and also, like, flash flooding in Calgary. We just got the rain... Uh, but I had to shut my window last night.
1: I know, the thunder yeah. and the lightning was fucking crazy. The thunder and
0: lightning, no, it was the rain was just, it was like sideways rain oh. straight into the front of my house. Oh, so I was really? like, oh, God, i got to shut the window because my pillow would have been soaking wet.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because I was sitting on the couch last night, and I was like, oh, I should go, I'll go up and read, was what I did. And then as soon as, like, the wind kicked up and I felt some drops, I was like, no, we're just going to problem solve this right now. <laughs> and everything's fine. Um, but we were talking about how maybe when all of this pandemic business is over in like 18 months what might be different <laughs> um and so maybe let's talk about that some of the, the the changes that we've seen that like aren't necessarily bad changes okay because i think one of the things is like takeout for restaurants that didn't used to offer takeout love it it's fantastic
1: love it love it love it
0: And I'm okay with, like, I don't... If I gotta go pick it up because they're not on skip or whatever. I don't want to pay skip. But if I can go get food from a place that I like but I don't want to sit in the place and eat it, Mm -hmm. which I don't usually like sitting in some of those places anyway, like, the next act, love their food, hate the place. Yeah,
1: for sure. Agree. And even just being, like sure I have to go pick it up but guess what that's the only reason I'm gonna go inside today yeah so yeah I'll go drive and get it yeah. just to feel like I'm a part of the world <laughs> I love that
0: but like also we were talking to you about like the idea of maybe shorter business hours mm-hmm. would be a nice thing
1: you don't need fucking seven to eleven no you don't need that no
0: I can understand grocery stores because you have people who work like if you someone works a 12-hour shift even that starts at eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. They work till 8 at night. And so you you should be able to get food outside of your work day. Mm -hmm. But anything else, I don't really think we need to have regularly scheduled like 12 hour. No. Or 10 hour business days. Maybe like a Thursday night. Sure. Stay open late. Or Friday night. Thursday, Friday, stay open late and everything else. Every other night close at 7. Yeah. What's wrong with that?
1: I, I don't see a problem. I think that's a lot of the problems people are seeing right now is that they have to pay staff. They have to pay for buildings when there's no sales, and oh. it's just like, well, who the fuck was going to, you know, Starbucks on 8 p.m. on a oh. Thursday night anyway? Yeah. Why are you even open? Yeah.
0: Well, and it's one. It's one thing to well, see. Here's the thing. Because when I lived in when I lived in Dublin, one of the things that I found that I really liked was the fact that most places, except for the bank, the bank was a fucking nightmare. Because the one I went to was open from mm-hmm. 10 to 4, but any and their late hours was 10 to 5. I was, in oh. s- I was in school so like Fine It wasn't the end of the world because I didn't have class mm-hmm. Very much at all actually But So I could go to the bank but I was just like How is this useful That's How is th- How are those hours useful Even mm-hmm. for businesses How is a 10 to 4 opening Useful for a business anyway So other than the banks but what I liked And grocery stores the ones that I went to I think one was open till 9 And the other was open until 10 But everything else was closed by 7 Yeah the only thing that were was open were coffee shops, pubs, restaurants, restaurants. things like that. Yeah. Everything else was shut. And so you had to, like, kind of schedule a day. If you had to go do some shopping, you would do it. And then you had the evening to do things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Go to a movie. Go go for dinner. have And dinner was... People would eat a little bit later. And so, like, that was all part of the the cultural thing. And I wonder... It worked. and I But I always wondered if it had more to do with, like, the fact that lots of people didn't drive. And so you... Had better availability of public transit, so it was a little bit easier to do some of those things, and still you could get home at ten o'clock at night if that's what you're doing. Right. So I wonder if that was part of it, or if that's just more of a cultural thing. But I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, it sucked when we were in Sweden. We were so fucking jet lagged. <laughs> we were like up at five, and we're like, "Fuck!" Not even like <laughs> it's like nine a.m. and no stores are open. We're just like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that, what one, are we day, supposed that to one day do? that we
0: went to that museum, I remember." And we're then we just to go sit in that around, shop. Yeah. For like an hour and a half to kill so we could find something to do because we were just, just
1: trying to stay away
0: disasters
1: yeah, yeah it was a good day. but that's it that's a unique challenge that's yeah. not what the people live there
0: no but <laughs> what i what i did find about sweden i remember lots of the stores were open for like eight hours like mm-hmm. 11 to 7 or 10 to 6 and that was it they weren't open yeah. and they kind of got to make their own hours like it wasn't a common business hour thing but most places had like a one one eight hour shift mm-hmm. and lots of restaurants would be open for like lunch and then close Closed for an hour and a half And then two, yeah. open from 5 Correct, to 9 for or whatever, dinner. For dinner. Right, and yeah. then they were shut And I was
1: like yeah that's not a bad thing It's not too bad No, I really like that
0: And I just wonder if, if there's a way that we can Adopt some of those things Because I think I think it's insane that you can go to Home Depot At 7 in the morning Until 10 at night Like it's crazy and I get it Sometimes you're working on I get it and you need to go but like
1: But also like do you? That's what's... Yeah, exactly. That's what's wrong with our capitalist culture it's all now, 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 fast, fast, fast. And it's like, what we've learned in the past three months is that doesn't fucking matter.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> like, well, and I mean, like, is open now. And I don't know about the one in Calgary, but I'm... Like, they... The one thing that they did, the one here, I haven't been in yet because I'm not waiting in a lineup to go into Ikea. It's Ikea. Um, the only, like, commercial place that I've been, I had to go to Lowe's because I needed some light bulbs uh-huh. and I didn't want to go to Home Depot. Uh, or Canadian Tire, because Canadian Tire was just an absolute shit show. And, and Lowe's
1: is an evil corporation, or Home Depot is an Dables evil
0: Dables corporation. corporation. Yeah. Uh, and Lowe's, there was it was late <laughs> enough; it was like 8:30 at night, and so there was no lineup. So I was like, okay, I'll just go here, because otherwise I would have just gone back the next day. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: IKEA, I drove through the parking lot, and they set up their corrals at least properly, like for their lineups. They have you know X's on the ground, but they also have like barriers inside so that keep people apart. So instead of just sneaking through like there's six feet of space in between each of the lines and i was like oh look at you ikea being all smart and stuff um oh they're always so smart with so many things um but yeah so like but i was wondering like it's just ikea could do you need to go in
1: yeah their whole catalog is online i mean
0: part of it though right now because they shut all their warehouses and stuff and i had or i wanted a plant stand and i ordered it and i finally got an email today saying that my order had been prepped and I ordered it on May the 12th. It, <laughs> they said it was going to take about six weeks for it to be delivered, which is fine. Like, I wasn't... Yeah, whatever. But, I mean, I wonder if they could have been a little bit more efficient because I feel like they could have. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have, like, anything running at any of their stores. There was no, like, click and collect or anything going on, so I have no idea what was going on. But whatever, it's their business model. Mm. I still bought the thing.
1: Did they do, like, temporary layoffs? I don't know.
3: Oh.
0: I don't... You know what? I honestly... I couldn't tell you, but whenever I would, like, drive by, because everyone's small, I would. In the middle of the day after I was done teaching I would like I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee I'm gonna go to the Tim Hortons in South Co-, or whatever yeah and I would go and I'd seen there was always I would I'm assuming staff cars in like the one side of the, of the parking lot and it seemed pretty full
3: hmm.
0: so I don't think they did interesting so maybe when I go in whenever I do get there four months from now they'll have like all new rooms and maybe they got to do all of those things and rearrange yeah. their showroom and who knows huh. I have no idea But it's just, I don't know. Do we need to have access to those places 12 hours a day? I don't think so. Or more
1: than that. Yeah, I I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: The best thing I heard, Landmark Theatre says when they open their opening on June 26th, is that there won't be anybody in the row in front of you or the row behind you or no one beside you. And I was like, it's my movie watching dream! Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's amazing.
0: So I'm not sure about their, their, uh, theaters that have the recliners, just because there's so much space already, I don't, but their regular seating, they're only yeah. going to sell, like, alternating rows, and then I think, I'd have to double check the story, I think if you buy, like, three tickets in one purchase, I think you can sit together, but then, it, like, automatically it means that the seats on the other side Blacked of you are blocked yeah. out. And that was just, like, that sounds, that sounds like how I want to watch movies yeah. all the time.
1: Gone are the days of general admission. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Thank God, though. Do I you remember know. going to a movie opening night? And they'd be like, the theater is sold out. Can you please, mm-hmm. if there is a seat empty next to you, move in. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> okay, I used to work at a movie theater that and had to be that person no! to say the things. And people would get so angry that you would ask them to sit beside strangers. I'm like, well, I got here first. I'm like, yeah, you did. You know what? You're absolutely correct. They also bought a ticket. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. But I do remember lining up for movies,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and then since I've gotten to the point where I can pick my seats, I like don't go to movies where I can't pick my seats now. Oh, for unless sure. it's weeks into the run and there's going to be like ten people in the theater. Yeah,
1: but I and refuse. you also show up like ten minutes
2: before. The oh, movie.
1: it's the absolute dream. No more like fuck. It's going to be so busy. I don't know if we're going to get tickets. Ah. It I remember exist going anyway. to
0: see. I'm trying to. So I I went to see. I Think it was the sixth Harry Potter with like. Riva and some other friends. In the middle
1: of the summer, because it was there. No, that was, that
0: was the fifth <laughs> one. But I, we went to, to see because we're like, well, I'm in it now. So we went <laughs> again. And I remember we had brought cards to play in the line because we were in line oh. for, like, three hours. Oh, my God. And so one of my friends stood and was, like, our card table <laughs> for a while. And we were like, yeah. Because, like, we didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. But I can't imagine. Like, I cannot imagine planning my life around waiting in line three hours to see a two-hour movie
1: yeah oh for sure or even like standing outside a fucking apple store for five hours no. to get the new iphone like go fuck yourself it's
0: gonna buy it online man yeah. i don't need i don't need it first i don't need to be that guy from california who flew to australia to be the first person in the world to get the iphone like i don't need oh, to be that God. person uh no, no i remember that with the movies but so like those kind of things the bookstore, I went to the bookstore, and that's where I'm going to go today. Once we're mm-hmm. once we're finished here, that'll be my outing for the day. Uh, I also have to go to the grocery store and buy some walnuts. That's
3: okay. Brownies?
0: Uh, no, uh, modified bread pudding. Oh. With carrot cake instead of bread, because I have, like, I had... It. So
1: it's not bread pudding. It is. It's
0: the same <laughs> idea, but I don't... It's i I'll tell you. It's after. carrot pudding. It's walnuts.
1: After. I'll tell you. After.
0: <laughs> it's, like, a whole big thing, but I don't want to get into it right now. <laughs> it was very frustrating <laughs> anyway um and there can't be raisins in it and it's just like a whole thing so anyways uh no i so i'm gonna go to the bookstore when i went the last time there was a hand sanitizer station right when you walk in there's yeah. an employee right at the door and she was the girl she was basically like if you're not gonna sanitize your hands you can't come into the store and mm-hmm. i was like okay cool and i had my mask on and I did the hand sanitizer. i was just so excited to be there and there's arrows on the floor. And nobody bothered me. And I was like, this is how book buying should always be. Just I leave know. me alone.
1: Did you notice, because I went to the book bookstore to get the book that we're going to talk about today, but the stock was, I'd say, limited at best. Did you have that experience? On, um, like, uh, no, the books I
0: think were fine. But, all like, the other stuff, yes, I noticed that there was, oh. like less of other things like like the home stuff and the notebooks and
3: the games, those kind of things that. yeah oh, i noticed okay. there was less
0: of that out yeah actually because i went i've been to both like the indigo and south common and then the chapters mm-hmm. um up on gateway yeah um and i think at the ch- i think it was at the chapters they only had one then empty box of each game
3: oh
0: um or like a display box and they're like ask us for more. So, like, probably so you're not handling and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fair.
1: That's weird, because the store I went to what, in Calgary was the opposite. Like, all that stuff was, like, super packed, lots of it, but I felt like in the fiction shelves, it was slim pickings at best. Well,
0: maybe they they might have had a lot of people who were doing, like, because you could order do, like, curbside pickup and stuff. True. With the, so maybe they had lots of people doing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it was nice, but it was just nice, and yeah, there was the arrows on the floor and I was just like yeah
1: just stay away from me I'm just gonna look at my books oh, yeah I don't need anybody around me but imagine come Christmas how great that's gonna be oh so good because that lineup is always the fucking worst yeah. for Christmas book buying yeah. and gift buying yeah and now you're just like no get the fuck away you see that yeah <laughs> piece of red tape get behind it motherfucker yeah
0: it's true <laughs> well and I mean and also like the the plexiglass shields and stores and stuff, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. Like, I-, I can still see the person on the other side. I don't, like, we don't have to be breathing the same air. I don't think that's a bad thing. hmm For a lot of reasons.
1: Like, well, even, like, I went to a restaurant, I went to a High Little Diner this morning, and like, the people dealing with you and making your food are wearing gloves and a mask. hmm And I think that's how it should be. When you really stop and think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it really should. We were fucking animals before. What were we doing? <laughs> how was that like not a health think about, violation think about buffets oh for, fuck
0: <laughs> no for just like a minute the only thing i was thinking about the buffet thing i was thinking about it in terms of going for hot pot because when you mm. go for hot pot you get your meat or whatever brought to your table but then like everything else you yeah. go and pick up because you get to kind of build your own whatever but i would, yeah like how did we ever think that was okay i don't know how did we ever think that like a candy bowl on the table was okay
1: Ugh. You know what I or, like, mean? Like bar peanuts. Yeah, are, like, just like, horrible. We're yeah. I think that was also the power of like herd immunity as well. That's true. And like how prolific flu shots were, etc., etc., etc. But this year is going to be so important. Get your fucking flu shots in the fall, people. Yeah.
0: God. I was saying that's my, I haven't gotten a flu shot in a couple of years, kids in love, whatever, I just don't, but I 100% will yeah. this year, absolutely. My husband if was like,
1: I'm going to try to figure out how I can order like 50 of them and I can do all my athletes and I can do everyone in the clinic. He's <laughs> just like, I could do everyone in the fire department.
0: <laughs> well, and one of the things that we were talking about in one of our meetings, after... uh, don't worry about it. Sorry, <laughs> Megan all good this carpet hasn't been cleaned in like eight years it's fine okay as you can tell by the giant stain over there it's fine uh, and then that's been like cleaned it's just the stain isn't underlay, and so don't worry about it yeah it's all good um we were talking about that of flu shots or whatever and our, our principal uh, alluded to there will very likely be a public health nurse come in for staff anyway to get their flu shots um mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out if it's feasible to offer them students as well they should they absolutely should um, especially for if for no other reason than, like, if you get your flu shot, there's a very good chance you're not going to get the flu. Mm-hmm. And then if you get sick, just, then it's a lot easier to know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you had your flu shot. So it's probably this. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, and then we can kind of...
1: At least as a diagnostic tool, not like a public yes. shaming tool. Yes. But as, like, okay, mm-hmm. now... Because of this, we want you for sure to stay home for two weeks. Yes. And now, yes. because we've adapted to it, guess what? You can still participate in school.
0: Well, and so this is one of the other things that I hope is it changes. Like, we were talking before, again, like, there's going to be some wholesale changes in education, and it was about time. and Thank we And yeah. we needed the, the thing to, to like swing the pendulum, and this is apparently the thing. Like, mm-hmm. we needed something to, to, to shake things up. reverse
1: out. status quo, essentially. Um,
0: and this is the thing. But one of one of the, the changes that I hope comes from this, and I was talking with a colleague about this, is that maybe for teachers, it'll help us feel less guilty about taking time off work if mm-hmm. we're sick. Yeah. Because if we've already figured out how to adapt and put all of our stuff on classroom and our kids, like, not always, but for the most part,
3: mm-hmm. they can
0: get their work done without us standing in front of them mm-hmm. all the time. We still need to be doing that and we need to have access to kids and they need to have access to us. But like on a day to day basis, it's, it's doable for a couple of days that kids can kind of self-teach. Yeah. And I can come back in and give them some feedback. So a sub could very easily manage if my stuff is all online anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that will kind of normalize, you know, being sick and not fighting it off and just going into work. Mm-hmm. And just being, oh, it's too much work. You just take the day. Your yeah. assignments are already ready to be uploaded. Or we've... you
1: could just be like, sure, I'm sick and I'm coughing and I'm at home and I feel like terrible, but I'm going to fucking Zoom with you for five minutes, get you guys set up, yeah, and then the sub's going to take over. Yeah, and,
0: and we now have the yeah. the ability to do those things. And I'm going to fucking
1: watch you on the camera, you sons of bitches.
0: Yeah, well, and that's exactly <laughs> it. Like, I'm going to be able to see. Yeah. I'm going to see what's going on and I'm going to have the sub actually turn the camera just mm-hmm. so I, I can also pay attention,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, because I think that it'll help us to understand that our jobs are like they're—it's they're important. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're necessarily important as the same in the same way that we thought we were.
3: Yeah,
0: right. Because like a lot of the the stuff that I've heard from kids in this last three months basically has been, um, you know, it's been good to be in contact with a person. The work is the work, right? Mm -hmm. I had meetings with two of my classes Monday, Tuesday, two of the longest days I've ever had in my life, and it was only like maybe five hours of talking. It was just so exhausting. And basically, I I asked them, you know, how did this go? What was the transition like? How how did English compare to your other classes for you in terms of Mm -hmm. whatever? And... Most of them, with the exception of a couple of kids who were already struggling before we started, most of them said that the workload that I gave them was, an, was manageable mm-hmm. and that the instructions were really clear, mm-hmm. but what they missed was like being able to talk about stuff with other people.
1: Yeah. Which is so huge.
0: And one of the thing, reasons, and I, so I said to a bunch of them, I was like, so why didn't you ever talk? And one of the reasons is they didn't want, they didn't trust that their classmates weren't going to like record it. And stuff And I was like Okay That's mm. fair Cause you never know Right like who knows But they they couldn't trust That their classmates Like weren't going to But uh, you Like record the audio On their phone
1: still in the classroom they No no but that. like
0: Record it on their phone Right so, sure. so they're like On a computer But then record the thing On the phone And then share it And post it And I was like And okay. just be
1: like Stupid fucking idea Or yeah. whatever But yeah. they can do that In the real
0: world Well they can But it's a lot harder Because there's a The, t- the teacher right. Is there to be like right. Put your phone away You know what yeah. I mean and so that gave me a lot of things, a lot of stuff to think about in terms of how to, how to manage that. And I think that what that means is for the fall, whatever ends up happening in terms of timetable or teaching or whatever, is, is going to be really, really important that we don't just jump right into curriculum. Mm-hmm. And that we get to know our kids and build that community as, as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. So that when we do go online again full time for a month or two, because it's going to happen. Like, there's no question in my mind it's going to happen. Then
1: There's a sense of trust There's a sense of trust Respect,
0: yeah Because um, I'm teaching summer school mm-hmm. And so the summer school kids have been told That they must have their cameras on For like the three check-ins a day that we have to do There's mm. no getting around it Okay And if they have a computer that doesn't have a camera Then on their phone Like mm-hmm. they have to check in in the meet And that's our attendance mm-hmm. And if they don't show up Like we're basically taking attendance three times a day And if they don't show up For one of them we mark them absent And then they get a phone call home Gotcha Gotcha
1: Is it still two absences and they're gone? Yes. Okay.
0: And the nice thing is, uh, in our school board anyway, there's no outside students allowed this this time around, just because of all of this. Because usually there's adult students and out of district, they're just, no, district students only and grade nine, kids aren't allowed to take anything in summer school. Perfect. Unless it's, because they would do phys ed and calm. Yeah. Unless it is uh, reading 15
3: Mm.
0: or a math 10 prep class or science 14, those are the only three classes that they're allowed to take. Great idea, which totally makes sense.
1: Perfect idea.
0: Should be that way all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's part of that's part of the difference. And so it's it's high school kids, which is really nice too, because it's also high school kids who have done this Already. as high school students. Yeah. Um, but they have to check in. We have work time. They have to check in. We have some work time assignments and stuff. Well, however, we're gonna we're gonna make this work. And so, but what'll be nice is we're kind of field testing the model mm. in summer school. So that when we get into the regular school year, tweaked. we can be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're at home, let's say your parents don't want you coming to school or you do get sick, you can still check in because mm-hmm. you have a computer at home. You can still check in. Mm-hmm. I can make sure I can do the thing with the kids in the classroom and with you guys who are checking in and that's how we're doing attendance. And that, so yeah. I feel like that'll normalize some of those things as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's no excuse. If you don't know how I had a fucking assignment on Google classroom after this. Like
1: You should have been aware of it before. Yeah. Good so man. there's
0: zero excuse for, oh, I don't know how to upload that document. Yes, you do. But I also yeah. feel like my first couple days of class, whatever that's going to look like, that's what it's going to be, is practicing doing those things mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone knows how. To make copies of things and, and, and change the file names and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. Just to make it easier.
1: And even just, yeah, establishing a baseline for everyone, yeah. technically. Yeah. This is... Exactly how this class is going to function. Like, it's just like, you know, fucking lab rules Mm -hmm. in chem or whatever or safety rules in the shop. Like, everyone has to learn them and everyone has to follow them.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that kids don't understand, and that you can probably speak to this, is like when we assign them something and it's online and it's in classroom or whatever, they have one thing. Mm -hmm. I have 35 of the same thing.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I need to know... That you Mrs. know what Hughes? you're doing. Like, I, I need to know, like, I need you to turn it in. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it. If it says it's missing, if you haven't handed it in yet, I don't care if it's finished. I'm not looking at it. Yeah. Because it doesn't show up on my little turned in thing. Yeah. I don't see you every day to remind you about it, so it's your responsibility
3: mm-hmm. to turn
0: the fucking thing in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they don't quite get that
3: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes. And so I feel like having some of those procedures set out will be very helpful. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens and how things shift.
1: What I hope in the end of all this is that it normalizes staying home when you're sick for everybody. Everybody, yeah. Stop going to fucking work. Well, and when I you're wonder, sick. and like,
0: and in terms of labor policy and stuff, like with actual paid sick days yes. for you know, like mandatory paid sick time.
1: It's a, it's ridiculous, especially if it's with COVID. If you're positive, that's two weeks. Mm-hmm. And if the government says you need to isolate, Mm -hmm. guess what? You have no choice. Yeah. You shouldn't be penalized for that. No.
0: And it's not, yeah, it's not your fault. No. And I mean, and especially now that we know we have a lot more, and this is one of the, I think one of the problems and why we're seeing an uptick in cases and whatever, is like now that we know a little bit more about how it's actually transmitted, Mm -hmm. that it's not, I mean, it's very contagious, but it's not the kind of instantaneous contagion that people assumed initially, which is why we shut schools when we did. Mm -hmm. We had like, what fifteen cases in the province or whatever, or and it was like and we're closing down like that. Yeah. That was it. And t- I'm kudos to them.
1: Yeah. Well, it they were have... worried about. We don't want to be Wuhan two Yeah.
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> but we also didn't really know. We didn't quite understand what that looked like. And Inventures, I think one of, yeah. I think one of the things about how, what we, in North America is different. Or maybe not in North America, but in Canada in some of our big cities in Canada, which are very small, all things considered, versus places in China and some of the places in the States, mm-hmm. is we don't have people living in such close quarters. Yeah. And we have space and we have...
1: It's less dense. Like,
0: yes, I live in a townhouse. You also live in a townhouse, right? But, like, I don't share any... There's nothing with my neighbors. There's no, sh- there's no common space. Uh, Other than,
1: it, like, the garbage hut. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah, and I go in there, like, once every two weeks when I have a shopping bag full of garbage, so, like, I don't... and you
1: fucking know I wash my hands as soon as I come back from that place. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I don't even touch anything and I wash my hands. Like, I don't even touch the door. But, like, but, you know, and so I don't share anything with either of these neighbors, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, I come home to my house, Mm -hmm. and I, there's no air exchange, there's nothing, but, like, if you're living in an apartment building and you have shared hallways and shared elevators and stairwells and all these kind of things, it automatically ups the risk.
1: Especially if you're... In an area, my dad has had to learn a lot about <laughs> institutional, like racism and poverty and stuff, because he's living in Houston. and He's ju- he. It was so funny to hear him call every week and then every two weeks because he would call every week and I'd just be like, Dad, nothing's new. (laughs) Nothing's happening. Literally, I read another Jack Reacher novel, Dad. (laughs) Do you want to hear the plot or do you want me to tell you the title so you can read it next? Do you want to hear the
0: plot? How was exactly the same as the last one that I read. But it's amazing and I
1: love it. Um, And he was just like, it's just so, it's just unbelievable how hard hit african-american and he'd call them mexican populations and i'm like dad <laughs> if they live in texas they're not mexican like yeah there's other words here that you can need to use yeah. but he's just like oh it's just so sad how they have like they don't have the same living spaces that we do there's sometimes there's eight people living in the same house or they're in communal living it's just like they mm-hmm. don't they're they're in stores they're not wearing masks i'm like dad yeah because they don't have them And they don't have the means to buy them Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't have the means to make them Mm -hmm. There's also a shit ton of misinformation About how supposedly black people can't catch it Mm -hmm. So If you're already working with that Marginalized population Mm -hmm. Maybe not great education Added to that in your poverty cycle Like of course they're going to be hard hit And he was just like It's just so sad (laughs) Well it's like in the city Character development Mr. 62 years old Well
0: it's like in the city here well, initially, I mean, we've had quite an uptick in the last like ten days in Edmonton because yeah, people
3: are fucking barbecues.
0: Well, and it's all fucking side people too, because when it started, the the bulk of the cases in Edmonton were on the north side,
3: mm. uh,
0: and that's where you'll find lots of people who work in yeah places where they can't just take time off. Yeah, right. Whereas down here, like day three of the schools are closed, like every driveway in this complex had a car in it, like of course. all day long, because you have got
1: civil servants, you've got yeah or. Oh, public workers not here you got here,
0: here we have rig workers who don't have jobs that's and so true. like that was part of it as that's well true. where they were just told not to come to the job site so that's a little bit different but like in other parts like in, down in summerside and like further mm-hmm. west you've got yeah a lot of civil servants and people who work in office jobs who can very easily work from home yeah. and, and have the means to and have the technology to do those things and all plus, that plus
1: edmonton's of a government town yes so that's hugely different yeah. from calgary but
0: on the north side a lot more people working like hourly jobs and and things like a little bit more blue collar and and working in like service industries in whatever labor that kind of stuff and and not necessarily able to take time from work or work from home because you can't stock shelves from home and like those kind of things and so it wasn't a surprise to me that at first the bulk of the cases were on the north side because you have just more of that and there's actually i saw a map that showed and it wasn't for the most part it was in like the older parts of the north side not like the newer developments north of like 167th and and places like that yeah yeah. you have people yeah people living in apartment buildings and Mm -hmm. you know like shared accommodations and those kind of things but now it's all fucking people down here because yeah they're having barbecues with 40 people in their backyard and it's like like my friend jill came over to my mom and dad's house once uh and we sat in the backyard Mm -hmm. and we were like eight feet apart (laughs) and you know like it was very because that's what you do
1: yeah that's what we're doing right now yeah of course, I wanted to hug you when I came in
0: yeah. I know I've had hug from someone who's not my dad in months like it's so sad. and I'm not like a big hugger, but like Jesus Christ I know It'd as be soon nice.
1: as that human con- connection is taken away from you yeah. man oh man it sucks it sucks so
0: bad yeah, it's uh so I mean, but at the same time we were talking uh at in, in one of our like meetings at uh, work that like maybe it will stop the weird like insistence on the boys in our school to shake hands with everybody that they encounter in a four like in a
1: four second time span like all the handshakes yeah. and all the fist bumps and yeah. it's just like everyone keep your fucking hands to yourself yeah don't Dad. touch each
0: other be like pretend we're in kindergarten don't touch each other yeah um most and I, I i get it <laughs> just pol- fucking like, zip
1: ties for everybody on their wrists <laughs>
0: I know what the, like I and I know what this is going to sound like, and I understand that for lots of these kids, it's a very cultural thing, and like, and I very much get it. Mm-hmm. But you literally just saw each other sometimes mm-hmm. in the same classroom, yeah, and then you like went your separate ways to your lockers, and now you've greeted each other again three minutes later. You d- you legitimately don't need to shake hands again.
1: Do you remember that at the school that we taught at? I almost said it, at the school we taught at together, and it would be like boys walking each other to class.
0: Yeah, and then there the ha- the, sh- the handshake and like the and the, and the, the, the bro hugs and stuff. Say,
1: yeah, and, yeah, it's just like. Good lord! See you in 80 yeah. minutes. and it was worse
0: to me. And that was worse than the couples. Yeah, because I was just like, "What? Well, you're going to see each other in an hour and 20 minutes anyway. You don't need to make out in the hallway."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it was just like to me, it was just such a weird thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's very much not a white thing because white kids generally don't do that, right? So like, it is very cultural and not and from a variety of different cultures. And yeah. I get it. But unless at the same it's time. the
1: one white kid in the group of yes. Non-white kids. Yes.
0: Then they just do it because <laughs> they're part they, of it. Yeah. Become, they become. They're, they're assimilated into. Into that.
1: Assimilated <laughs> into the
3: board. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. They become assimilated into that into that practice. But it's just yeah, it's such a weird thing to watch. And I think part of it at my school too. Like we have a fair number of non-white teachers, like yeah. compared to lots of other places that I've worked. But like still overwhelmingly white mm-hmm. as education especially in Canada it tends to be is
1: and it's uh, wrong and it shouldn't be yeah, that way.
0: but it is what it, it is, is and that's yeah. you know we're, we're trying our best I promise I'm trying <laughs> but it's really funny because like in our hallway like me and the the dudes that I teach with like just a bunch of white people yeah. with the exception of one um in that hallway and we just stand there and watch it because like to us that's not normal mm-hmm. I only shake hands with people when I meet them for like the first time or occasionally the second time if I've forgotten that I've already met them
1: and you're just like, "I think we've met, but let's just do yeah, this." Yeah. But if shirt. I know
0: we've met, I'm not shaking your hand again. Yeah. Like forget you. I don't want to touch your like weird limp fish handshake anyway. But like that's that's an entirely separate thing. But like We
1: need to eradicate
0: handshakes. Yeah. Just weren't they it wasn't handshakes? Didn't that become a thing to show that you weren't armed? <laughs> like Who back knows? in I feel
1: like that had back in cowboy times. I no, no, but
0: I feel like you had you, yeah, you had your hands, you shook hands to show that you weren't gonna like. Let's bring back gentle head bows. Let's all wear hats, tip our caps. Ooh, milady. <laughs> I would think I think that's what we should go back to. Normalize the hat tips, curtsies. That's what we
1: normalize hat tips and curtsies. Yes, but you can choose which one you want to do. Yeah, it's not gender. No, I'm definitely gonna tip my hat. I need to see some boys curtsy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bring um, back kilts and bring back boys in curtsies.
0: Yeah, but not those like weird utila kilts, like actual kilts. Utila Have you ever heard? Haven't you heard of them? What They're the like fuck it's are like a kilt, about? but there's like it's like cargo shorts, but in kilt form. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best way I can describe <laughs> it. I just had if you our... don't believe me, look it up.
1: <laughs> I just had our whole townhouse complex was siding washed by this company called Men in Kilts in Calgary. So it was so funny to see these guys in these green pattern. Kilts and then just like fucking zip up hoodies. It <laughs> just <laughs> felt so incongruous and like sneakers. <laughs> but, but kilts.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I feel like some of those changes won't be bad at the end of the day.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed. Um, they
1: definitely needed some changes. Well, my dad and I were
0: talking about this kind of when things first started, and like he's not wrong. I mean, we, we've learned, we knew this already, but like the stock market is just a figment of our imaginations and of means course. absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Because
1: the people, that the perceived own... value of a thing, yeah, shouldn't be able to change over time. Well, it could change over time, but, but... not hour to hour, day no, to day. No,
0: no, and like these people who are who own companies that like haven't been operating normally in this time should not still be making like hand over fist increasing their wealth. Like, there's no yes. possible reason for that. It's insane. Um, so that's part of it. But my dad made a good point that like. Markets need to be corrected Mm -hmm. every once in a while, and we were about due for a market correction. It just kind of happened at the same time as, like,
2: a a bunch bunch of of other
0: other stuff.
1: Yeah. Oil. Crash. Yeah. (laughs) Wildfires in Australia. Remember how fucking crazy this year has been? Started off, wildfires in Australia, (laughs) and then... Oh, uh, we all thought the <laughs> ruler of North Korea died. Yeah. And we were worried about fucking atomic global yeah. World War Three. Yeah. Like, the amount of shit... And there was,
0: like, a threat. There was, like, the, the threat from, like, Trump to the Iranians.
1: Was there
3: not? Yes. whatever. Kobe died. A fucking that UFOs
1: confirmed by the United States of America. Yeah. Like, so... And it's
0: really funny because I keep seeing like on Twitter people are like, oh, the writers of 2020 really like just put it all in for They're the final season. Just fucking coke in the writers' room right now. Well, and so somebody made a point that like, was it which calendars? Was it the Aztec calendar? Mayan. Mayan calendar. Mm-hmm. That the end of the world was like 2012, but that we've known now that they were eight years out. So plus <laughs> like,
1: or minus eight
2: years. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> maybe this
0: is the plus. <laughs> um. But like, but. Yeah, it's just, it, I can't believe, uh, we were talking at one of our meetings last week, I cannot believe the things that have happened this year, and that they're still in the same year. Yeah, as it's only other June. Things. It's, like, th- not even halfway through June. Yeah. And, like, holy shit, like, it's not even halfway through the year, and there has been enough shit that's gone on this year to fill
1: an entire almanac. Yeah, Like a decade of stuff. Yeah. To be... Like,
0: <laughs> they be, like, fucking See, Christopher Columbus statues getting beheaded in Boston, London. and like, which is great. But. Seattle
1: has a no-cop zone, and yeah. their police station have been taken over by protesters. Yeah. My husband was talking about that. I was like, yeah, Seattle doesn't fuck around. Everyone who lives there is a professional protester. In anytime, some form or like, other, Or they work for Amazon. One of the other. One or the two. <laughs> but any time, like, fucking... G8 or G10 or G7 Is in Seattle mm-hmm. or there's some sort of like WTO conference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like shit always hits a fan I saw Seattle. on
0: MSNBC the other night That they were had a reporter Reporting from the border of, like, the Autonomous Zone. And
1: I was just like, yes! This is the Hunger Games. We're in it. The Autonomous Zone is such an amazing phrase to apply to Seattle.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's it's in Capitol Hill, right? So it's the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. So it's, like, been abbreviated as the CHAZ, which is, like... (laughs) This is even better somehow.
1: No, the Chaz drives a fucking white pickup with white sunglasses and vapes No, that's, that's the, Chaz. the Chaz. Oh, Chad. <laughs> that's but yeah. But the Chaz is the millennial, yeah, or the what's younger than millennial? The Gen Z, Gen Z. Yeah,
0: the Zoomers <laughs> is what apparently they're now being called.
3: Oh.
0: Anyway, yeah. So the but all of this stuff has happened, and I mean, like that shit in Seattle, that was like three weeks of, in three weeks in the making, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been amazing. All of the protests and stuff that have gone on in the States are still happening. They're just not on the news anymore because they're not violent because the cops are like, oh, wait a second. Maybe if we don't do this, Mm -hmm. people won't pay attention to the things that we're doing. Yeah. Not that it's a good thing.
1: No. And there's still, like, shootings, but I think everyone is still... Everyone is at that point now, just Mm -hmm. like with when COVID started. First two weeks, I was glued to the news. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was like, I can't fucking handle this anymore. Mm -hmm. And gradually, they tried to like mm-hmm. look for other stories to tell.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's so my mom watches global news every and at seven o'clock. At uh, seven o'clock, I think maybe or eight o'clock.
1: Six. They have Nashville. no. They have
0: like a special COVID something. Or oh other, like, yes, every yes, yes, day. Yes, 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 yes. But it's interesting stuff because it talks about like in the first little while it was very much like oh god we're all gonna die and uh-huh. now it's a little bit more like here's how things how people in particular situations have adapted how companies yeah. are adapting and this and this and this and I think that that's like kind we're of helpful. interesting. I. Um,
1: I appreciate now, and I wish we had this before, how many... Well, first of all, Dina Hinshaw, just like queen of the universe. Mm-hmm. Love her. If she, Can you imagine how well this has gone with her in charge and her calm and organized and compassionate and empathetic... Mm-hmm. Delivery every day of terrible fucking news. Like, do you remember when it was like we've had thirty-seven deaths? <laughs> Just like
0: what? So matter of fact, but but also, even, like in her tweet thread, she's always yes. like, "Here's the updates, and we've had these this many people die. One was, a, you know, one yeah. person was in a care center in Calgary, and this person here, my condolences." And it was very like,
1: yeah. And this person pre-existing condition, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. But what I super appreciate is how we have pushed to the forefront medical experts. You've got people on fucking CTV news all the time Mm -hmm. infectious infectious disease experts like ask an expert day I don't know if it's like fucking Mm -hmm. Thursday or whatever the fuck and people get to ask, submit their questions Mm -hmm. and get them answered by someone who knows.
0: Well and I think that one of the things and this is my dad and I we talk about because I spend a lot of time with my parents now (laughs) like because I've I like my house I have comfy furniture Mm -hmm. I have an office that I can work in like everything's fine but I'm fucking bored. Yeah. 100% 100% So I go to my parents' house a lot And they've I didn't have Haven't had to make dinner at all This week Because they're like You want to stay? I'm like, cool, great. Okay. So yep. then I just eat dinner with them And it's great But my dad and I Have been talking a lot about The response in Canada
3: mm-hmm.
0: Versus the response In the states And like how different The Canadian response Would have been Had the Conservatives won The federal election And who knows Like I'm
1: Or if Notley was in charge
0: oh, If Notley was in charge <laughs> We know things would be different And we don't really need to And I'm just gonna say it I don't care what anyone thinks They would be better
1: I don't think that there would be a Supreme Court um, challenge right now about the right to have negotiation with Alberta's doctors if yeah. the NDP were in charge. Probably not. I Tyler like... Chandra wasn't just a fucking pile of shit on a stick. Anyway, sorry.
0: He looks like a baby. An angry baby. Who's in an adult body, <laughs> but wishes desperately he could be back in a baby body. That's what he reminds me of. Anyway, sorry,
3: anyway.
0: Um, he can't help those things, but that's what it, that, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, my dad I talked about like the, the difference in response, and I said, like as much as there's skepticism here because there is, and there are people who believe it's a hoax and whatever. I think we generally, because we have public health care,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think we generally have a better opi- opinion of public health officials, mm-hmm. right? Because lots of people, especially if you' even if you're in a small town, you can call a public health nurse. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's a person for your area that you can make those phone calls to. Like, we obviously can in the city, too. Mm-hmm. But we have more access to clinics and whatever than you do in, in smaller places. And I think that just knowing that that's a thing that people know about... Yeah. I think makes it a lot easier for us to listen to...
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: also think it's not a coincidence that the provinces that have had the best response from a health perspective have women in those public health roles. For sure. And I... Think it's not a coincidence that the countries that have had the best response to all this shit have women leaders, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. Mm -hmm. I think it's not a coincidence that for the most part, in the states, the cities, and police departments that have been the most effective at dealing with things have women in those roles. The mayor in Seattle, they got some issues with her. She did some like really shady shit. Oh, did she? Yeah. Um, which is like there are city councilors in Seattle who want her to resign. Okay. Because of her lack of there's some
1: accountability there. Yes,
0: for sure. But generally speaking, the the places that have women in charge have more measured responses to stuff. And, like, we know this to be true, but why? 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 Like, if we we, we can see empirically that it's true, why can we as a society just not, like, accept that in certain situations women are better Mm
3: -hmm.
0: equipped...
1: To deal in a crisis. To deal in a crisis. Yeah.
0: Because, and I think a, a lot of it has to do with, like... The expectation Of care Of care mm-hmm. And that you'll just do it And you'll figure it out And you'll manage it Yeah In some way For sure um, And so it's not a coincidence to me That all these places That have women in their Like chief public health offices Even in Canada mm-hmm. And I mean I know there's, there's some controversy About like Dr. Tam And some of the things That she said But she was getting information From the WHO Like there's a whole and the changing Everyone's nature.
1: fucking doing their best.
0: Well, and, it, and it, when you only have 10% of the information, yeah. you do the best you can with 10%. And now, if you, you get another, you know, another like extra 10% of the information and it contradicts what you had before, well, then you have to make a decision. And some of your stuff from three months ago isn't applicable anymore. Exactly. Because we know better now how it's transmitted. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: that, yes, wearing a mask probably would have helped. But the reason they didn't want people to wear masks in the first place is because we didn't have them. Yep. And they needed them for healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. That was really all it was
1: and also there's there's a huge cultural barrier here for people to even be comfortable with the idea of
3: wearing one.
0: I read a really interesting thing about masks and why in Asian countries there's less of a thing, mm-hmm. a less of a stigma about it and a lot of it has to do with our understanding of facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Because in North American and European culture, we tend to smile with like only the lower half of our face. Mm. We don't tend like, especially when it's disingenuous. Uh, we don't tend to like smile with our eyes, mm-hmm. whereas in in lots of Asian cultures, that's really a part of it. And then somebody basically broke it down. It's like, yeah, that's why the North American like emoji or whatever for the for uh, a smiley face is like a colon and the, oh, yeah, the smile, and then it's just in, the in, in the, in, in because it's an eye thing. Right. And so you you can still distill a facial expression yeah with the mouth covered up because there's so much more emphasis put on the lower the 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 upper, over the upper half of the face if you're, and I was like, that actually then I thought about it and I thought about kids that I've taught and you know, people that I've encountered and when I go like shopping at TNT versus like, and I was like, that is 100% accurate, that is a very true thing Mm -hmm. and I'm just as guilty of like the very disingenuous sort of like fake smile to people as we all are, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody is, Yeah, but we're used to it, it's a cultural norm, and so like if we had a culture where the facial expression was more important, like eyes up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I bet you the mask thing wouldn't be such a problem because that's all—that's part of our thing, and that's part of the thing when we have like women wearing like the niqab and stuff is you can't see the expression. Well, you don't need to. You can see the eyes, and that's really mm-hmm. all you need. If if we
1: can still communicate, if we're
0: accustomed to dealing with yeah. those expressions, and I thought that was a really interesting thing too.
1: That that's fair. I think a part of it too is the. Ah, uh, never mind. It was stupid. Okay. Moving on. Um, do you want to talk about a book? Are we even going to get to the book? How sure. long have we been talking?
0: 45 about? minutes. All right. i I'd ask for some questions and someone's like, "It does it have to be about sports? i just laughed for like a solid five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it doesn't. What, you want
1: to fucking talk about UFC and German soccer? Because that's all there that's is, all my there dude. Is. <laughs> it's
0: all, well, I mean, there's going to be sports. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming.
1: It's coming. Yep. Yeah.
0: I don't care. People are really upset. Well, let's address this for like one minute. People are mad that Edmonton may or may not become a hub for the NHL. Don't care. I don't care one way or the other. Do you know why I don't care? I don't get to go to the games. Not that I would if I could, but I'm not going to go to the games. Mm -mm. I'm not going to go to the bars downtown to watch hockey. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And if the NHL is going to pay to get people tested and like deal with that all on their own, I I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. And like, it's not a huge amount of economic injection, but there is a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because if players are getting paid to play hockey
1: going to spend that money
0: they're going to spend some money Gotta and eat. they have to pay taxes Yeah,
1: and they have to pay, they taxes. Have to pay
0: taxes on them yeah. and they're earning enough money that it will be worthwhile mm-hmm. and it'll also mean that there'll be people working at the hotels and there'll be people working yeah. at the stadium like there's a whole bunch of benefits to that and more people in some of the restaurants because they'll, they'll have to be open for games and pregame and whatever whatever yep. and i don't have a problem with it but people just need to calm down yep also Conor david is not going to win the heart trophy who fucking not cares? Leon Drysdale may or may not win the heart trophy But like it's not a personal attack on you If he doesn't So just like stop saying it personally And that's just like the general call into the ether For this one
1: Can we also just put a general call into the ether About the huge phallic Monument to patriarchy That stands in the middle of downtown I have not seen that skyscraper completed Holy shit Uh huh. What the fuck? Uh-huh. I could see it from fucking Ladue. Yeah, it's gigantic. Is it
0: full? Uh, well, see, here's the thing: hotel and it's supposed to be also condos, but I don't think there's condos anymore. I think I don't know what's happening.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: and hotel then hotel of yeah. What hotel? The Marriott. Oh, it's the Marriott. Yeah, that's all. Jeez. There's like really good restaurants and stuff, and I'm sure.
1: you know it's fine.
0: But yeah, it's it's gigantic.
1: It's just like absurd. Yeah. It just makes Manulife Place look like a fucking toothpick.
0: And Manulife Place is not a small building. No, <laughs> but it's it's funny too in Edmonton like that that landscape thing because like there's also that one condo tower on Prairie. about 116th Street, yeah. which like looks out of place because it's sure like does. The, right in the core. And then what I liked about the, that, it was at the Pearl, is that that building? I think so. I liked it when the, because it's got like the round thing yeah. on top. I liked it when it still had the red cap because it looked like a Shriner's hat and it made me <laughs> laugh like every time. And then they took it off. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's no fun. Because at least that, I was like, well, that's kind of funny. It's
1: gonna wear a jaunty hat.
0: Yeah, but it was, yeah, because it's weird... stripping
1: its hat to downtown
0: Evanston. But it's, it's so weird because there's a big gap because there's no real skyscrapers from like, what about 105th
1: Street? Over yeah,
0: and then you have this one on like one sixteen. So there's like there's like a big, and then this like flat like apartment buildings, and then all of a sudden there's like
1: yeah, because it's l- between those two sections, there's a good forty years yeah of non development in yeah. there. You've got like I don't know maybe ten twelve yeah, yeah. floor apartment buildings max yeah it's, in between um, those two yeah it's uh it's a thing.
0: It is a thing. Anyway. Um, we want to talk about that book? Yeah. So, there's a show on Amazon called Little Fires Everywhere.
3: hmm
0: Based on a book called Little Fires Everywhere. Shocking. Um, by... Celeste. Celesting. hmm Um, I really liked the show a lot. hmm And it gave... The book's pretty short, and so I was like, how are they going to do eight episodes? They did a lot more and there's a lot more expansion of stuff and you get some more time with mm-hmm. characters in the in the show that you wouldn't have necessarily gotten in the book um, but I was really, I really liked the book for a lot of reasons too, I really liked the place it was set,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that to me it was, like it was another character, it wasn't just a setting Yeah, and I found that to be very informative of how these people dealt with all of the things so this is going to be very spoilery about the book
1: extremely spoilery, so, and probably the show yeah um I thought it was fine. I, I had wanted to read the book for a while. It was on my list. But I wasn't buying books anymore. I was just requesting them at the library. And, of course, this is, like, fucking 80 weeks yeah. to wait for it. Because it's hugely popular When a whole bunch of boards, And then, of course, if there's a show with Reese Witherspoon in it, <laughs> people are going to eat it up. It's true. Um, She's very good in it. She, I'm sure she is. She's, yeah. like, she can play that type. She's extreme. This is like an evil Elwoods, I think. <laughs> Would you say that?
0: Kind of. Kind of. She's an evil Elwoods, except she, like. Elwoods didn't give up her career to have a family and wouldn't have. Whereas she does. Elena does. Yeah. And she's very resentful of that
1: fact. See, that's what I think the book didn't do a good enough job of doing because I was like, what the fuck is her problem with Mia? Because Mia is just like in her lane not making any conflict whatsoever mm-hmm. other than telling BB, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think that was the right thing to do. I think so too. But <sighs> I just didn't get what fucking Elena's problem was with Mia. Like, she was unobtrusive. Mm-hmm. That whole family pulled me and Pearl into their lives mm-hmm. and then expected them to what? Just toe the line? But, like, all of their kids are a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. Especially the freaking boys. Mm-hmm. Good lord, the boys are in trouble. The kid's name is Moody. Yeah, it's wrong. He was the least troubling. And even at the end, I was like, you are a fucking piece of garbage. You did, like, one of the worst things in this book. Yeah, he did awful things. But, so the the, the title
0: I thought was really interesting, because you didn't get the Little Fires Everywhere reference until much, much later in the book. Like, Mm -hmm. it showed up, like, right near the end. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was very good and very clever, and Mm -hmm. it made a lot of sense. Um, But I thought... (laughs) I kept... I, what I kept feeling is all of these little things. And, like, so obviously, like, there's the actual fire and their mm-hmm. house burns down. The literal fire. Yeah. Started with the little fires everywhere. Mm-hmm. Very, like, Spike Lee-esque in its, like... In its text. Because no, it's not subtext. No. <laughs> it's just
1: text. She literally set small fires that created a large yeah. fire.
0: <laughs> and then everybody watched the house while her family was inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... What I thought was interesting in the book, and I think, and the, the film, the the show did it pretty well, too, is that you see these little situations, like, with, um, is Lexi, is that the oldest daughter? Her and her boyfriend. Brian, yeah. You see, like, it's, everything's fine, and then it just kind of, like, starts to slowly disintegrate, and so yeah. you can see that, like, this thing is going to contribute to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever comes down at the end, and, like, the relationship between Lena and her husband, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Pearl not knowing anything about who her father is, and then finding it out. Mm-hmm. And the way that she finds it out is awful. Mm-hmm. Because that was not anyone's story to tell her.
1: Except, except for her, her, mother. her mother's. And, yeah. and
0: she had very clearly chosen not to for a yeah. whole bunch of reasons. and
1: Or even Lexi just using her name. Yes. And just like... That's why I didn't... What I found difficult about that book was how... How entitled that family was mm-hmm. and how they used me and Pearl mm-hmm. for whatever they wanted. And then tossed them out. And then absolutely tossed them out, but also blamed them for everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, like, if Mia hadn't come into their lives, none of these things would have happened. It I was like, but you fucking invited her. Like, A, you let her rent your place, and B...
1: And you did it out of some, like, selfish sense yeah. of do-gooding. Yeah. That made you feel good to do good because you knew it was a thing to do good. Like, it was yeah. so... yeah. Performative?
0: Yes. It, and so the thing that I think was really interesting in the book and the description, because it's set in a suburb of Cleveland called Shaker Heights, which was, like, one of the first planned communities in mm-hmm. the U.S., one of the things I thought was the most interesting was how those duplexes were built and designed—that they only had one door,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then you had your upstairs apartment to look like to look like a, a normal single-family dwelling. A single family dwelling. Yeah. And I thought that that was very, very emblematic of all of these like rich people in this town, mm-hmm. because there's there's a, an understanding and a recognition that not everyone who lives there has the same status, mm-hmm. and so there has to be these places that they're renting. And whatever, or mm-hmm. maybe they've bought half of, you know, yeah. or whatever, but they couldn't afford the big house. Mm-hmm. But we still want to make everybody think that if they drive through, that everyone is well, well off to do, and all this has kind of their stuff. Own
1: home. It's also, yeah, the difference between what's going on inside your home and the perception of it to mm-hmm. other people. Well,
0: and like, and, and so, like, Elena, Their last name is Richardson, right? Yeah. yeah. They're, that family was just... A, I mean, the father, he's the best of the bunch. And yeah. he's just... Poor Bill. He's just trying... Yeah. ...to manage all of these disasters in his life.
1: And he even is shocked and surprised by the results of the case. He's like, I don't think that was the right decision.
0: Yeah. I mean, he does his job. He's a lawyer. He's yeah. Just, he's... He has to do what he has, has to do.
1: Has hired to do. But and also
0: he has to do it out of duty to his wife and yeah. this, their status and all of this kind of and stuff. Their and their and friends. But he knows he knows deep down. It's not good. It's not the right mm-hmm. decision. So that little weird subplot. But I think... I feel like that tied the two stories together. It tied like Mia's story with Elena's story. Because mm-hmm. Elena can't stay out of anyone's nope. business. Nope. But also she can't stay out of her own way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so... Her investigating Mia's backstory with under the guise of this other story mm-hmm. with this other abandoned baby and mm-hmm. whatever, I think, gives Elena the idea or the sense that she's doing the right thing because yes. there's something weird about Mia and she doesn't can't quite figure it out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, because she's an artist, yeah, and
0: she's an artist and a nomad,
1: yeah. She doesn't conform to the Shaker lifestyle. Yeah. And I'm curious what your thoughts are about the... Because I don't think it's dealt with very directly, but the racism subtext in that book. Because it doesn't specifically say that me and Pearl aren't white. But it doesn't say that they're black. But it doesn't say that they're black, but it doesn't say that they're white. No. Like, the, the physical descriptions are very slim, but it's always, like... Black fr- or brown, frizzy, yeah, big hair, yeah, This is essentially how each of them are described, and, that's and gorgeous, it. and beautiful, and gorgeous, yeah,
0: but yeah, there's no it doesn't say that they're, that they're so it's funny because I knew that Carrie Washington was mm-hmm. Mia, mm-hmm. and so then when I read it, I think I had that in my head, so I don't think I noticed it as mm-hmm. much because I already had, I was like, This the is who this of the is, entrance,
2: yeah,
0: but. Going when I thought about it after the fact, I was sort of like, "Yeah, that is weird. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an odd choice." Like, and not that there's anything wrong with it, but the book was very explicitly
1: because like the we, book was
0: very explicitly not explicit about that. Yes, the only person that we know for sure any kind of like racial anything is Bibi and yep. her daughter and,
1: and Mister Lim and who Brian downstairs. Yeah, and Brian, and Brian. yes,
0: which but, but Brian is talked about as being black, which mm-hmm. is why like like Mia is like ethnically ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the implication is that... Which, I guess, in my reading of it, maybe knowing that Carrie Washington played her, I didn't really think too much about it. But I think now, one of the reasons that Elena might have been as suspicious as she was is because Mia was not was white. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this white woman doing? Mm. As an art? You know what I mean? Like not, Elena's in her
1: yeah, little... Not fitting into this box. Yeah. That I've been born in and raised in. And...
2: Yeah.
1: I also thought it was really interesting how they in the stolen baby B plot um the interrogation of the people trying to adopt the baby that was abandoned the lawyer for the mom B.B. grilled the potential adoptive mom about like so what have you literally done Mm -hmm. tangibly done to say that you're going to respect and encourage and cultivate this chinese baby's culture in your home she's like i bought a panda Uh, well we read this book and he's like he's an asian lawyer and he's like i read this book they fucking wear triangle hats and Mm -hmm. they've got fucking chopsticks like you think mm-hmm. that that makes you the best parent to respect the culture mm-hmm. this racist depiction in a children's book mm-hmm. and she's like well she really likes white rice it's like go oh, boy yeah the fucking <laughs> well, and it disconnection. was I'm reading
0: it like right now
1: real in rough
0: in the middle of like all the really rough. like
1: oh boy but
0: I also, but I think too, like the author, that she's from the town. Like, mm-hmm. so this is, it's not, she says, she says that the people aren't real people, but like there are, yeah. but she, she acknowledges that she knows these people, right? Mm-hmm. Like these types of, these types of people. They're not based on one single person, but mm-hmm. like it's sort of an amalgam of people mm-hmm. that she encountered. And and so I wonder if some of that is like the casual racism that she injured growing yeah. up. And I'm sure part of it has to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like that part, I didn't... And and normally I would find it really cringy, Like if a white author had written it, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yes, But because it wasn't, I was like, no, I I can work with this. Because I get the point that she's trying to make. Which is why I thought it was interesting that Mia and Pearl's ethnicity was ambiguous. Ambiguous, yeah. Because yeah, Mr. Lim, very clear. Brian, it's very clear. And I mean, they make jokes about his family being like the Huxtables. Yeah. Right?
1: Which is again in this time period and yeah. <laughs> any like Cosby yeah. references you wanna avoid. Well maybe
0: not like Claire Huxtable, she is probably fine. She's probably fine, yeah. she's
1: probably lovely. Yeah.
0: But, but 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 I but I mean they make he makes mm-hmm. he jokes about his parents being like yes. the Huxtables. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that he's black. And mm-hmm. like and so I think and I think part of me gets the sense that the, the daughter that Lexi's, like interested in this relationship with him. Not really because she loves him all that much, but there's, like, that novelty of dating a black boy. Mm. But he's also very bright, right? So he's, like, you know... He's going to university. He's going, he's going to Princeton, parents, man. Like, yeah, they're... his
1: parents are extremely yeah. wealthy and educated and, and whatnot, which separates him mm-hmm. and puts him into their communal status. Yeah. But what I found was really interesting about the whole depiction of race was how... <sighs> In that like courtroom scene, it's super brief, mm-hmm. but the how that lawyer ripped apart the concept of only a rich person can be a good parent and make good choices. Yes, and they criticize and say, "Well, how? Why would we give this baby back to its mother who um, it was malnourished?" Like left abandoned on a fire station steps Mm -hmm. this and this and this and this and this and he's like well she came to cleveland with this man who she wanted to marry and Mm -hmm. all this stuff he abandoned her she barely spoke english no one would give her a job like he walked through every single step of why the circle of poverty Mm -hmm. happens to people like this person why
0: she made what at the time was the best choice
1: choice for her and for the baby and the baby and now she can fix it yeah and and why can't we let her why can't we let her do that and how this person who has no fucking clue about the upbringing Mm -hmm. this baby would have had is saying, no, I can take care of them because they will have everything they've ever wanted, is that the best choice? Mm-hmm. That, I thought, was a really interesting part of that book because it was so sectioned yes. and brief yeah. and just as limited as the discussions of race and racism, but mm-hmm. that's class right there.
0: Well, it was interesting, too, the, the whole notion of, of the treatment of race and, like, with the show... And you have Kerry Washington portraying Mia, and she's very visibly black. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, works for the Richardsons without getting paid, and it's, like, an exchange. And it's, it's like not great. It's not a great situation. Mm-hmm. But it's also very, like, it, make, it made me very uncomfortable and probably more uncomfortable than had Mia been a white person.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. In the show, I'll get to it next week, um, are the, like, because Mia was originally going to be a surrogate, For the Ryans Are Mm -hmm. they white?
0: Uh no They're white And The the wife is black Okay Because
1: she's supposed To look just like And so whoever
0: they cast To play Mrs. Ryan Looks quite a lot Like Kerry Washington Okay Um And they did some Really interesting things uh, too, with Because they had more time In the In in the the show To sort of expand On some stuff and, And whatever And uh one of the things that I thought was really interesting is they kind of, they gave each of the kids a little bit more focus, mm. uh, and in the show Trip is not, is that his name? The, the oldest boy? He's not as much of a dick in the show mm. as he comes across in the book. Mm. He's given a little bit more he, like, of all of those four kids, well, Izzy's like a separate entity.
1: We need to talk about Izzy. We'll talk about <laughs>
0: Izzy in a minute. Um, <laughs> she's a phenomenal character in both. She's yeah. wonderful, and the girl that they they cast in the show is like
1: You know what I was imagining was, um, Laura Jean's best friend. Kind of, yeah. What's her fucking name?
0: Chris? Chris, yes.
1: That's the whole, like, aesthetic that I was picturing as I read it.
0: Um, Yeah, and in the the show, I think Trip is given a little bit more, like, a little bit more treatment, and so you Mm -hmm. get to know him a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And I think of the four kids, well, no, the three kids, because Izzy's like... But but it's it's insane. They have four children... 9th grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. And they give you a little bit of Elena's background in the show too that you don't get as much of in the book. Mm -hmm. They just kind of fleshed out a little bit more and how they had three kids at home and she went back to work Mm -hmm. and then found out she was pregnant
1: and didn't want to be. Okay, that's not what the book says. No, No. And so that's... Okay, because that makes so much more sense. Because in the book, like, the pregnancy with Izzy was so... Difficult, yeah. and she was super sick when everything yeah. happened. And the book portrays Elena as being so protective mm-hmm. over Izzy to not let her do anything. No,
0: in the show, she's like openly resentful to okay, her daughter, which makes, makes so much more so sense. much
1: more sense. I was like, yeah. if that's your precious thing that you're worried of being hurt, mm-hmm. there's no reason this kid should be rebelling like that. Mm-hmm. Like, to mm-hmm. that extent, and mm-hmm. why you're so mad at them all
0: the time? Yeah, no, in the in the show, she's, like, openly hostile towards her daughter. Okay,
1: that makes um, so much more sense. And,
0: which also makes sense why, and it works better, why Mia connects with her mm-hmm. so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really nice, like, in the show, it's a very nice tender relationship, too. But one of the things I found with, with Trip is that I think of the three, he's probably the most normal. Yeah. Like, by far. Mm-hmm. Like, Moody...
1: He's gonna be a men's rights activist in the Moody, future for sure. for sure.
0: He's so mad. or an incel. Yeah, absolutely. And or
1: an incel because
0: he definitely read that situation very wrong mm-hmm. and then got mad at Pearl for sleeping with his brother mm-hmm. when like
3: you have if, you were, Pearl, done if you were Pearl
0: you'd have fucked up too. Like, but also
1: Moody, you haven't done <laughs> no anything. No,
0: just because you claimed her as your friend doesn't mean exactly. you get to claim anything else. Um Yes, oh, I know. Uh, And I I also think that Tripp's, like, past and, like, sexual history is not nearly as prolific as his brother seems to think it is. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the other end. I think the show kind of highlights that a bit. But he's very much of the three older kids, the most normal. Yeah. I think he hides
1: how sensitive he is.
0: And wants out of that whole thing as much as possible. Yeah. Because he's just, like...
1: Second to how badly Izzy wants it.
0: Yes, but I mean of the three, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, You know, but like, cause like Lexi, she's gonna go and she's gonna go to Yale and she's gonna do all these things. She's and... gonna be
1: a mini Elena.
0: Absolutely, like <laughs> she's gonna get her, her Ivy League education, but then she's going to end up, you know, yeah, barefoot and pregnant at twenty three mm-hmm. because that's what's expected of her, and she's yeah. gonna come back to Shaker and probably live in that in the apartment upstairs until yep. for you know and whatever whatever. But Trip, I think, wants out of that because I think he sees. He sees it in his sister, that he doesn't like it. He sees what mm-hmm. in, in his parents. And so he has this, like, big persona that, but why do you think that Mo- is a lot more, that's more persona than it is a real person.
1: Right. Yeah. Why do you think Moody seems to be the only one who defends Izzy, though? In I, the books, at least. I
0: think, well, I think, I think ultimately he he defends her a little bit more in the, in the show as well. Like, he, he pleads with her to, you know, and he tries to, he's like, look, yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, can you just, can we just get through this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll help you. Or whatever, like, and he tries really hard with that. I think it's just because they're the younger two. Mm-hmm. And then, because he's only, he's just a sophomore, right? And yeah. so, and he's, and I think he feels a little bit left out. Because, like, Tripp's also a really good athlete. And, and Lexi's going to an Ivy League school. So there's, mm-hmm. like, that. And then Moody's not quite
1: mm-hmm.
0: there yet. And so I think he feels a little bit more.
1: He's the literal mm-hmm. definition of his name.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and I think he's trying to find his way through, Mm -hmm. and and like it it doesn't really come across in the book, I don't think. But the guy they cast in the show, it looks to me like he had like just gone through through a growth spurt, like not that long ago. So he's kind of a little bit gangly and what. So I think that's part of it as well. Like he's
1: okay,
0: and he's he's nerdy, but not in like a super smart way.
1: Yeah, he's
0: nerdy in like the late nineties, likes D and D kind of way, and so like which is not a cool thing. And so I think that that's part of it too. And where Izzy's like doing her own. Rebellion thing and getting attention for it, he's not.
1: But also, every time Izzy did something, no one ever asked her why, no, what the situation was. And the one time Mia says, So what happened, and Izzy tells her, I'm like, You did exactly the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like, of Of course, course that teacher who's a fucking alcoholic, yeah, and was picking on this girl who would never say a word, yeah. Like, for you to stand up for her, what's the right thing to do? Oh, yeah, Izzy's
0: not a bad kid. Let's talk about her.
1: Okay, go ahead. She's
0: fascinating. She is. So she's in ninth grade. She's, like, 14. Mm -hmm. She doesn't fit into her family at all. And in the show, it's very clear that her mother hates her. Mm. Her father doesn't, but her mother does. And, like, Bill tries his best to, like... Support. To support her as best that, that he can. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard because he's got this wife and these three other kids that, like, actively kind of, you know, are against her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there are times where he's just like, just do the thing, Izzy. Like, just, I know, but can can we just, just do it? And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like, she just wants to be heard, mm-hmm. But like you say, no one asks her never anything. And so, yeah, when Mia does, it's like... Whoa. And that's part of the problem too, is that of course Izzy goes to Mia for things and then Elena gets upset because well she should be able to come to her own mother and I'm like, bitch, you hate her. Why would she talk to you?
3: Mm-mm.
0: Like why would she say anything
1: like you to you? You took her prized boots Yeah and threw them away. Yeah. Like the lack of respect for Izzy as a person.
0: Well, and, and especially when you didn't do any of those, like, same kind of things guaranteed for any of your other kids. Like, no. they've give, been given everything.
1: You're telling me Trip isn't a fucking brat? When he was that age, especially? hmm mm-hmm. Like, he's a fucking jock. He's
0: a lacrosse player.
1: Like let's just
0: let's just go. He he plays lacrosse. His name is Trip. We know what this means. <laughs> um, but no, I think Izzy's just. She's. I think. I, I think part of it, and I think the show does a better job dealing with it than the book. I think Izzy is so much like her mother when her mother was younger, yeah. and you get the sense because the show has more time to deal with Elena's past. You get the sense that. Elena had way bigger dreams for herself Mm -hmm. and and then she got kind of trapped into the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and she resents it. And I think Izzy being the fourth like firmly cemented her place in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why she works so hard to mold Izzy into this thing that she was molded into. Because it's an easy way out kind of, right? Like I think that's why she works so hard at it because she just like... She needs everything to be perfect, and it's not perfect. And mm-hmm. if she hadn't have had Izzy, it would be perfect. And so she has Izzy, she can't get rid of her.
1: Yeah. But so. all she does is make it worse.
0: Oh, I know. It's, to me, the way that Elena treats her is like the kids at school who continually don't do the work and are just dickheads, and then yeah. eventually they get upset when you have to call home, and you're like, well, if you just do the fucking work. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. There's a scene in the show when she's pregnant with Izzy. And she's wants to get rid of her. Like she finds out that she's pregnant and she's like just horrified. Mm-hmm. And Reese Witherspoon is phenomenal. Like Oh, of course she is. Um, as uh, you know, kind of in the recounting, but they they recast, they cast Anna Sophia Robb to play the younger a and perfect, she is amazing. A
1: perfect choice for young Reese Witherspoon. She is, she
0: is an amazing, amazing choice and she plays that so well, that like that like new mother desperation. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she's just gone back to work.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And her boss was kind of like, oh, well, we gave the, we, we promoted so-and-so because we didn't know you, we didn't think you were coming back. And then, like, two weeks later, she yeah. finds out she's pregnant again. And she's just like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: fuck, now what?
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. she knows, like, that, that's the tipping point for her. Mm-hmm. And so the next 14 years of her life, until we get to this point when all of this shit takes place, are basically built around the fact that being pregnant with Izzy took away her dream of being a reporter.
1: Mm-hmm. But also, there was no reason that should have stopped her. Because she has had every opportunity to be a full-time mm-hmm. reporter. Mm-hmm. They've had nannies their whole lives. Mm-hmm. They've had caretakers their whole lives. Like, her husband works probably 70 hours a week.
0: But I think there's, there's the society aspect of it, right? Because, like, it's a very wealthy community mm-hmm. for the most of the people who live there. And there's that expectation that you're, you know, your kids are in school and they're in the... Pu- it's a public school, but it's a... I, and I was reading about the school. Like, it's a very, very good public school. Mm-hmm. And the rates of kids that they have who become, like, who go to Ivy Leagues and stuff is, like, off the charts compared yeah. to most public schools in the country. Like, mm-hmm. it's phenomenally um, disparate compared to, like, most of, like, the rest of Cleveland, for example. Or, like, yeah. other suburbs of Cleveland, like Akron, for yeah. example. It's a very different thing but i think the society aspect of it is the thing that prevents her mm. from being that reporter cuz I, I feel like if she had just gone back to work
2: mm-hmm.
0: and done her job there's there and she would have you know potentially become like an editor of whatever something and maybe written for a bigger paper in cleveland and who mm-hmm. knows and then made a name for herself but i think that what happened when she had that fourth kid is she just there was just no way to justify being back at work full-time mm-hmm. because she didn't need to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that that's part of the... Resentment. Part of the resentment. And it just... And, like, man, Reese with- like Reese Witherspoon, in that, when she... Every scene that she has with the girl that plays Izzy, like, they're just... The tension is just crackling. Like, you can just feel it. And she's just so mad.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, she, she's mad when Izzy walks into the room.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's just, like, for her, it's just that reminder of this thing. And so I think that's why she spends so much time digging into mia's past and fighting for her friend to like have this baby Mm -hmm. because she wants to dig into mia's past to figure out like what's the weird thing about it there's something off about her Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna rip her world apart Mm -hmm. like she's ripped mine apart and part of it is ultimately because izzy finds more comfort in mia than she's ever found in her own mother
1: yeah but it's of her own doing of course it is course it is
0: but like you imagine can you imagine four kids within like four years because like, that's essentially what they
1: yeah like that's insane like bill come on yeah take a night off well right? and i mean i
0: don't remember in the book if it's like as fleshed out as this but like her life is regimented yeah. and there's this wonderful scene in the show where she's pouring herself a glass of wine and she pours it into a measuring cup first and then into the glass to make oh sure. yeah they talk about it and, and it's and, and yeah. she does it like and the way that she done. I don't know how many times she had to practice it to do that but like yeah. she had poured just a little bit out she poured back into the bottle and yeah. had her four ounces only and like
1: yeah that they and so and, about that and their, the their and
0: their sex life is like
3: mm-hmm.
0: two days a week and then one of, two days a week I think yeah I think it's, after four kids I, I want to say it's Tuesdays and Saturdays great days. I think it's Tuesdays and Saturdays, and then the one time uh, they were going to, and then she took so long getting ready that it was, like, after midnight, and she's like, "Mm, it's Wednesday. Like, it's very, like, she's that, which was amazing. Like, I was just like, holy fuck, lady. Like, Jesus, take a pill. Um, But, like, that is her life. Mm -hmm. And so she has this thing in her life that she can't control. And then she has this tenant in her life that she can't control. And it's not that she even wants to control Mia, but I think she's, like, openly resentful of Mia's lifestyle as well. That Mia can just, like, with her kid
1: mm-hmm. Just
0: pack up and go
1: And her kid is fucking smart yeah. And polite And
0: well-adjusted yes. and, and and good enough that
1: she can come and hang out in their house So, like, there's nothing wrong with They're the kid Their fucking palatial <clears throat> house Oh, it's beautiful I felt so bad for Pearl when Moody brings her home I know And she's just, like sta- And I think it's Lexi Who says that she was just, like, watching from the top of the stairs As Pearl just, like Spun slowly in mm-hmm. a circle and just stared at every piece of furniture mm-hmm. that wasn't utilitarian.
0: Yes, well, and like you have the 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 description when they rent the duplex, the part of the duplex, right? That they both have a room, mm-hmm. and Mia has a, a space for her art. Yeah, so they have, like three rooms, three which bedrooms, never had na- and like most of the time they've had to share a bed. Yeah, and so and and so for someone to come from that kind of upbringing to like walk into
3: mm-hmm.
0: Elena's life and uproot it mm-hmm. is horrifying to her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But then they're like but then Lexi goes to her as well. She does. To and goes to Mia because she knows that her mother's gonna like lose her Blow shit. Blow a
1: fucking gasket. And so
0: she goes to Mia as like So Lexi did
1: the right thing. Wouldn't she say? Oh I think so. Like she knew also I think she kind of got pregnant on purpose. I think so too. But she knew she Sort of talked about it with Brian. Yeah. He fucking freaked. Yeah. And she really pushed him away. Yeah. And forced him essentially to break up with her. Yeah. And I think that was the only way that she could convince herself that the abortion was the right thing to do. Like yes. she had to do all of those yeah. things in order to be able to go to the clinic and be like. Well, the and, I, and I
0: think the the show did a better job maybe of of that because it talked to so much about how Elena didn't want to be pregnant that fourth time. Gotcha. Whereas the book didn't do it quite as well. Mm. And I think if if the book had done it better, then you would have maybe questioned, like, why didn't she talk to her mom? Like, do you know what I mean? Because they have that relationship that you feel like they would have been able to. Mm-hmm. And, like, show Elena might have been more sympathetic than book Elena. Just really? be Well, just because of, you know, what we learned about Izzy's... Yeah. You know, about Izzy's... When, when she was pregnant with Izzy, right? And so... Um, but yeah, Izzy was a was a good and Izzy as like of all of the kids, I think probably the one with the biggest heart, for sure, and the most compassion for people. And mm-hmm. she tries her very best to do what's right, mm-hmm. and but she doesn't like to open up, and mm-hmm. so when she does the thing that she thinks is right, she ends up getting shit for shit it. on essentially because yeah she yeah she makes choices and doesn't explain them yeah but like when she defends people that she cares about. Like, it is wholehearted.
1: Yeah. And she also even says in the book, like, the person in her band class she defended never said a word to her, mm-hmm. but knew it was wrong, knew it was unfair, mm-hmm. and so acted in the way that she mm-hmm. thought was right. And also, when all the kids come home and fucking watch Jerry Springer, is he's up in her room fucking practicing mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. being a good kid. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. And, yeah. And the show does a really good job. There's also some stuff. Um, in the show where Lexi, like, takes more advantage of Pearl than
1: mm. in the book. Well, she for sure does. Um, yeah. It's, she's just a mini Elena who's like, I see a charity case. Yeah. I'm gonna fix them.
0: Yeah, but there's, it, there, and it works out really well, and Brian gets really upset with her yeah. about it, which is, like, it, and it's interesting, and, like, the whole dynamic. I thought the, the, the show adaptation, I thought, was really, really well done. Because mm-hmm. it's a short book, and so there's a lot you can do. And so, like, uh, we, Elena, like, she mentions her, or we have mention of her ex-boyfriend
3: mm-hmm. that yep. she had
0: before, that like, he went to Vietnam, and then he, like, disappears. Yep. He shows up in the show. Oh, really? A couple times, which is kind of nice. I think he's in two episodes, because he ends up writing for a newspaper, so she goes to ask him for... Uh, so it, it helps to kind of tie some of those together. things. Okay. And that's where we get the flashbacks to them when they were younger, with, like, Anna Sophia Robb and, mm-hmm. and stuff, and, and you sort of get some of those, some of that interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit more backstory of Elena, which I think helps to...
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, like, the ending, I I won't spoil it, but the ending is, like, is different from the book. Really? In ways that I don't know how I feel about just yet.
1: Okay. Well, I'll watch and then we'll discuss.
0: But, I like, I liked the ending, and if I'd seen the show first and then read the book, I'd be like, okay. But I think because I read the book first, I was like, well, all right. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Like, it narratively, it's fine. It's just... It's a... It's a decision. Yeah, it's a choice. It's
1: a choice. Yeah, it was a choice. We and all make choices.
0: We do all make choices, but it was good, and I, I liked the show a lot. Hmm. Um, and I would watch more of it, and I think that's why the ending was changed because it allows for there could be more because we oh, now have okay. these characters, and there could be
1: an like expansion. Big Little Lies season two. Kind of. Even yeah. Even if there wasn't anything written.
0: Yeah. So there there could be yes. an expansion of that. Yes, yeah. and I think that that's probably not kind of a bad thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. I like Joshua Jackson a lot in it because he's like just that kind of perfect it really to me in a lot of ways it is like Pacey Witter as a dad yeah. like and in and, and so many ways like the because in the, at the last season of Dawson's Creek when because there are however many years after mm. like the rest of the show had taken place he had like grown up and like kind of figured his shit out and like you know that at some point in time he was going to be a dad and like he'd mm-hmm. be a good one and he had all of this compassion for people and like they live in a but in this show like he lives in a community that like it's not like you can't get divorced or whatever but no. like you don't get divorced yep. like it's not part of what happens you just and that's what and again the duplex houses i think are really really emblematic of everything in that community is like behind those closed doors you have no idea what's what yep. is there mm-hmm. and i think their family is like, exactly even that.
1: the garbage doesn't go on the street in the bins the fucking trash guys go around in alleys on a scooter to mm-hmm. collect them
0: that's real by the way or it may not be anymore but it was that's like, fucking that was stupid but it's all part of the... i know
1: but it's like good yeah. lord but then just make the fucking alleys wide enough for the garbage truck mm-hmm. to go down them like mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> logistically yeah. but
0: like but and so i liked him a lot in the show because i thought he like he did a really good job um playing that mhm And he had the job to do with the trial and whatever, and he's a lawyer, and he's very clearly good at what he does, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but because they've added some stuff and she does go see Jamie, like, there's some tension in the marriage that doesn't exist in the book, Mm. uh, which I think helps to sort of flesh some of all of that out and gives him a little bit more attention.
1: Yeah, because he's barely in the book. He's not
0: really in the book, but he's, he's quite an interesting character, and so if there is more, I would like to see him. 'Cause like at the end of the show the house still burns down. Yeah. Right? Like so it, has to. There, it has to. That's what yes. the show is called. <laughs> well but but at the end it starts the, the opening of the show is them yeah. watching it burn and then mm-hmm. and then at the end we, we get to that point. And so I think that it, by leaving it kind of ambiguous for a potential second season gives us the opportunity to see like what how he would do dealing with some of this stuff
3: mm-hmm.
0: because their life is now ruined. Well, it's not, but the outward display
3: of yes. their life
0: is now ruined
1: mm-hmm. um, they have one kid who's gone,
0: and they have to move back into the duplex, which I find fascinating
3: mm-hmm.
0: in so many ways,
3: yeah,
0: um, and I think, oh yeah, I, yeah, Mia's art installation is very different in the book too,
3: okay,
1: it's think-
0: interesting it's re- it's a really interesting thing, it's just very different,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I understood what Mia was trying to accomplish with each of the things that she left for the family. But I found it very hard to visualize mm-hmm. a visual work that's been translated into mm-hmm. text form. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, but what
0: <laughs> What am I yeah, looking so at? Yeah, <laughs> so it's not the same. It's still super interesting and it does a lot of... The same stuff. The same stuff. But it's just, I think it makes for a better... Because I, I kind of wondered myself when I watched it If they had trouble translating the visual into the text Back into a visual And so they chose yes. something different. But the choices that they made I was like, ooh, I like that, that's very good Okay Yeah, and it was like foreshadowing in a way That like you wouldn't have expected ultimately Yeah Yeah, I thought it was cool Oh, So it was good The sh- I think the show was better than the book
1: Okay, I'm excited to watch the show Because when I like, I was really excited to read the book Yeah And then once I did, I was like, ah Yeah Cause I, and I think it's just because I didn't quite have a handle on what exactly Celeste was trying to say Yeah. because she left some things, I think a little bit too ambiguous for the story. Yeah.
0: I also read last week or the week before, whenever I read that one, the next day I read Brother by David Mm Shariandi, um, which you should absolutely read. Okay. It's phenomenal.
3: Do
1: you have it? I do. Can I take it home? Sure.
0: Um, I'll give you another book, too, that I just finished yesterday. I, I bought
1: um, Lady of the Dunes or whatever the fuck. Women
0: of, of the Dunes? Yeah. It's good. I
1: bought it. It's, it's the only copy at the end to go by my there, house. There you
0: go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I read, I read Brother by David Triandi, and it's he's a Canadian author, and so it's something that I would consider maybe, you know, if we get our hands on, like, ten copies or whatever doing in school, like, mm-hmm. in the lit circle or something. Um, and it was, told, it was really interesting. The structure of it is really interesting. So we'll talk about it after you've read it, because it's... I really liked it I read it it's like 179 pages I read it in like two hours I yeah. uh, cried at the end like it Sweet. was just it was good and it was a very uh, and the reason that I was introduced to it because I'm, I'm teaching summer school and we're doing some planning as like a, a cohort of teachers and one of the uh, one of the guys that's what he teaches in 30-2 and I was like oh, oh fuck okay. yeah that would be awesome gotcha and it's CanCon and
1: fits all the boxes and, and it's
0: Ken Con by a not by a not white author which is also super important and he's also like not like Joseph Boyden and pretending to be something that he's not. Like, it's very... It was good. It's, it was it was a really, really good read. E- super easy read, too.
1: I have one more question about low fires everywhere. Sorry. Sure. I just thought of it. Um, I thought it was really fucked up when Mia went back for her brother's funeral.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And her parents were so disgusted by her being a surrogate. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that about? So
0: here's this was my thought. I think
1: is that like the the notion, the culture. I
0: think the notion of surrogacy wasn't nearly as widespread. Like, do you know what I mean? I think Uh, her parents perceived it because it wasn't surrogacy. In the same way that we understand it now.
1: But that's all she told them. No, I know.
0: But, but that, that wasn't right. a common practice. Like, she... It was gross. It was super gross. It was
1: fucking gross. And I hated it. It was anyway. awful. It was awful.
0: But, like, but, but I think that's it, right? Is yep. that she had to sleep with him in order... Like, whereas now, if you're a surrogate, you get implanted with the... Like, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's a very different thing. And so, like... like
1: the turkey baster didn't need that visual. No. Thank you.
0: So, like, our understanding of surrogacy... hmm is very different from like a late nineties understanding of it and I think that's part of it, right? Is that her her parents probably made the assumption that she fucked this guy and then
3: mm-hmm.
0: agreed to give up the baby if she got pregnant.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When like the intention was that she would get pregnant and give Carry up the baby. Carry the baby
1: and yeah. they had a fucking contract.
0: Yeah. But I don't think I, I feel I feel a lot in a lot of ways that her It's
1: the time the, t- the time
0: period, but also I think her parents, like, didn't approve of most of her life choices anyway, and That's this was, true. like, one more. Well,
1: even her brother yeah. was just like, I don't want to fucking see you. Don't mm-hmm. come home in that state. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's like, Jesus Christ, like. And then can't... she does the thing and she takes his name
0: for her last name. I know. So, like, woo, that was, that was pretty heavy.
3: <laughs> I know. So like,
0: to let that sort of, and so, but yeah, that, I, that was kind of the read that I got on it, is, like, the idea of it was so like she was desperate and that's why she did it Uh which if she hadn't been desperate she wouldn't have even considered it right and i think that's part of the
1: and she flat out said no yeah and then was just like fuck this would make my life so much easier yeah i could do all of these things i can go to school i could not work fucking eight jobs yeah I can still be, you know, mentored by my amazing teacher and their clearly lesbian partner. Yeah. It's not really outlined as that. Yeah. In the book. But, yeah, that was really fucking weird. Yeah, it was very bizarre. But I also think that there's,
0: like, that idea, like, she's, that's their girl, like, that's their daughter, and she's made this choice, and mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, like, she comes home when she's pregnant, and they, they she tells them sort of what, what the decision has been, and so, it's a good their grandchild, but it's not their grandchild, and I think that there's that element of loss that exists.
1: Well, they said, how dare you do this, and your brother just died. It's like... <laughs> Those
0: two things aren't the same.
1: They aren't the same. Literally are. This the... already happened
0: before he died. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it had nothing to do with them. Yeah. And also, that's the reason that she's banned from coming to the funeral and saying goodbye to her brother? Mm-hmm. Who, her brother was the one who's like, "I've been putting aside all this money for you. Take my car." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "No, I can't do that to you." And then when he dies, she's like, "Guess what, motherfucker? I'm taking? Not really. That's not no. the tone of it, but no. just like, but she's, but she, she, your feels final she, gift to yes, me, and she allows herself yes, to, to take, take it. it. Yeah, which I think is because important. he no longer needs it. He no longer has his bright future yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, that was really one. Well, and, that, and that's the thing,
2: like with
0: her parents, is like. Her decisions were independent of anyone else. And I think yeah. that was part of their problem is that she went off and did these things and, you know, they don't know her anymore and they don't because yeah. she has no contact. But it's, it's funny like how, I mean, the book is set in the late 90s. And so then, you know, in the time, so early 80s, like that yeah. notion of surrogacy. And I also like, like, but it was just funny thinking about how different it was to contact people. Like, you had to know phone numbers, and you had to, like, have... Inf- and now you write just, a letter. Or write a letter, yeah. and all those kind of things. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and letters get lost. And, like, there's just all of these... And it would it would be very easy to not hear from someone for weeks or months at a time.
1: And also very easy to disappear. Yeah. If she does.
0: So much easier than
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you just can't. How could no. you? Um, I also found it very... Sorry, last thing. I also for, found it in, in terms of what her disconnect with her family was. It was how... She was a phenomenal artist, but couldn't articulate what it was to her that made good art. It just felt right. Yes. It was very instinctual. Yes. And I was like, why can't they get that when sports is exactly the fucking same?
0: So there's a, a more of a fleshed out stuff from her when she's back in school, because they'd also recast. They'd cast someone else to play like a younger okay. version of me. I can't remember her name. I can't remember who it was. Um, but there's a, a really when she's first in school, yeah, and she's first like learning especially with photography and like learning how and some of the feedback that she gets. and she and it's very clear
1: yeah that
0: she has that trouble articulating to anybody, yeah why and mm-hmm. and she gets kind of scolded. yeah, she's playing it safe. yeah. And the girl that that plays her like just the look on her face, she's just absolutely crestfallen because like she thinks That's it's last good. it's good, a but it's not yeah. great. and yeah. and then she finally starts to like come into her own. And does these really weird, like obscure, mm-hmm. mixed media pieces, mm-hmm. and that's what she becomes really good at because she figures out that having the one medium isn't enough. Isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was it's good and it's interesting and I think that like the whole idea of all of these people with all of these secrets and all of this stuff is like just having it set in that community, which, of course, that's where, like, Celestine grew up, and so she's got some,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, exposure to it. But I liked all of that and how it's set in this place where everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, just, like, peel back the curtain just a little bit, and it's just fucking... It's like, what's-his-face, Troy walking into the apartment with the pizza, and <laughs> like, everything on fire, and you're like, what is happening? I just wanted to bring some food, and then, like, yeah. everything is chaos. Um, but and that's the thing,
1: it. like, people... That's what made me angry about Elena is people should be allowed to have secrets. Mm-hmm. And they're not <laughs> Well, especially because she has secrets. Yes. And she's very okay
0: keeping those secrets, but yes. she doesn't want anyone else to have any.
1: No. And she's like unable to allow for the unknown.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, she's frustrating.
1: Just give me a break.
0: Anyway, Reese, ten out of ten, 10 Knocked 10. it out of the park.
1: Ten out of ten, just like in, in life.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but like in the show, ten out of ten for sure. And she's like, and I mean, she when you see her like in real life, and then you see her in the show, they I feel like they've aged her up somehow because she still looks like she's twenty. So like, oh, I know. It's... So she's got like some little bit deeper lines, like right in the corners of her eyes, and like right yeah. around her mouth, and it just gives her that that like that that life lived kind of feel. Yeah.
1: Her and Minty Kaling are aging in reverse. I don't understand. They're Benjamin Paul Rudd also. Like, Paul Rudd just Kate Blanchett. Like they're just doing the Keanu. things. Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Although without the beard, yeah, you can see the age on him.
0: Yeah, but it's. uh I yeah, know it's ridiculous. Oh. Jennifer Garner also as well. I see like on Instagram every once in a while. Like she's because she's a Neutrogena spokesperson, so like an ad mm-hmm. will pop up, and I'm just like, how old are you?
1: I know. Have you seen her... This is so unrelated. We're off the rails. Have you seen her, like, Instagram videos of how she'll just be like, well... It's 5 in the morning, and I'm making yeah. 100 muffins. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> but she looks fucking great. She's mm-hmm. not in makeup. She's wearing these, like, mom glasses. Yeah, I know. Her hair's in a fucking yeah. crazy ponytail, and yeah. she's just like, let's do this. It's like know. her <laughs> and
0: Jenna, Jenna Fisher does lots of those yeah. She like, But I also, like, I just like this for their kitchens because I'm, like, very envious of the kitchen. Oh, it's
1: kitchen important for and sure. And I feel
0: like if I had a kitchen that looked like that, I could also make 100 muffins at 5 o'clock in the morning without too much trouble.
1: Yeah, or I'm... just like take your fucking manual clock and just put that yeah <laughs> hour to five and just pretend.
0: Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, Make some
1: content for the internet. But but I
0: feel like I just I feel like if I had a kitchen that allowed me yeah the, the space the counter space to work, I could probably you could do, that. do some things yeah. too. Um, yeah. So I read Brother, and then I read. Uh I, I would loan you normal people, but Aaron borrowed it, so it's gone. God damn it. Um, I'll give you the other one that she wrote though. Conversations okay. with friends. It's good. Okay. Um. Oh, by give I mean I'll loan it to you, and you can get back to me. I know I'm gonna time.
1: have to be very careful with
0: books. Um, but I watched the first episode of Normal People, and now I just want to wait till they're all out because I like just want to binge to it. To binge it? Okay. but like good to know the casting.
1: What phenomenal! What uh, streaming platform? Is CBC
0: it? Gem, so it's free.
1: This is like the fifth time someone has yeah. talked to me about CBC Gem, and I have no yeah. fucking clue. CBC Gem,
3: yes.
0: A plus. Okay. Um, yeah, so I watched the first episode because I was curious about the casting and stuff. And I'll probably rewatch it when I watch the whole show, but it' like, so good.
1: Is it
3: weekly?
0: Yes. Okay. And there's, like, ten episodes or something. I think there's four out now. Have
1: so. you watched Snowpiercer? No.
0: Megan. Okay. I've been busy doing things. David's I know, bum. I know. I'll get there. I'll get there eventually.
1: There's two sex scenes. Oh, yes. And one of them is not related to the bum showing, so... <laughs>
0: Get on board. Well, all right, I'm on it. It's one of these days. I got I'm super, you know, I was saying to my dad the other day when I was over at their house, these last like, couple weeks and like, these next couple weeks are super busy.
2: Yeah.
0: March, April, May wasn't nearly as busy, but now mm-hmm. kids are like, oh, God, I got to get work done. And then we have like giant report card comments that we have to do because there's like, here's why you got the mark that you did because yeah. here's all of the. So that's just a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it eventually. Um, and then I read a book that I'll give you, too, that you can keep because I didn't love it. Uh, oh, great. No, I just don't want it back. Like, I'll oh, never, I'll great. never read it again. But i sure, curious. tells you
1: you can have this piece of garbage. It's not a that piece I of garbage that I won't
0: read it again. <laughs> so, like, I'm not overly concerned about it. And also, somehow the pages got wet, so it's all like weird and wrinkled at the bottom. And then very which
1: awful. is what I would do anyway. So. Yeah.
0: so, so you can just have it. Let your dog <laughs> chew it up. It to me. But you I'd be curious to know what you think of it because, like, the the premise I thought was really interesting, <laughs> and then the execution, I was like, oh. it was one of those disappointment, kind of, yeah. I mean, it made sense, but I was sort of like, "Oh, okay, all right, weird," but it was it was uh, it was good. I, I finished reading it yesterday. Uh, it was an easy read, it was like I don't know, three hundred pages or whatever. Yeah, super simple read. Um, and then there's something else that I read too, but I forget.
1: Okay. Can, are there questions? Cause I I've got like, a venti worth of f- <laughs> liquid got in my bladder,
0: couple.
1: ready to explode. One
0: was a surprise. Surprise. Um, one was. Nope, that's not where it was.
1: <laughs> You're just torturing me now on purpose.
0: Uh, can I ask if Tom Cruise ruined his career by straightening his teeth? <laughs> the question is vague, sort
3: of.
0: Well, his teeth aren't super straight because he's got They're like the center tooth. Yeah, but if you look at his old stuff, like when he was in like The Outsiders, that was before he had any work done, and mm-hmm. they were not straight. And then mm-hmm. he got them fixed.
1: See, when I think of Tom Cruise acting, I don't think of the mouth, the smile, like you would say a The Rock type of person. Yeah,
0: because he shows it off, but it's not like a personality trait. No. Whereas with with The Rock, it is very much a personality trait. And you know
1: what, I think Christian Bale would have had less to work with with American Psycho if Tom Cruise didn't have that perfect smile with nothing behind it. That's
3: true. You know what I mean? That's very true.
1: I don't know if that answers the question. I don't it's know just either, a, but he also but yeah, he does have that weird like
0: center tooth. Yeah. Which is so weird to me. And once you see you kinda can't unsee it, and yeah. it's a big center, it's very awkward and uncomfortable. Um Tyler's question was Did you get Taylor Hall on the podcast? Because I was like, big news, big news. It was really just that it was in person. <laughs> and I was like, as if we'd
1: be able to keep that a secret. Also, I would have peed my pants already. <laughs> Can you imagine? Sorry, Megan, I did spill on your ca- on your floor, but also you're gonna
0: have to throw your couch in the house. Aw, you jerk. Uh, and I think Mike sent a question or two. Where I'm the birds outside my window are going crazy. Yeah, so. they're
1: like Kelsey needs to be, Megan.
0: Um sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um Mike said, Oh oh, uh, what are your thoughts about community, the show? I just started watching it. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite through season one. I don't like Joel McHale. I don't either. Which is one of the reasons why I put it off, but I keep seeing, like, things like gifts and whatever, and I'm like, I feel like I would like this, mm. and there are things that are super funny, mm. but I don't love it so far.
1: I can't... I tried, can't do it.
0: And I feel like if I have to work this hard to get through... Not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. And it's not like season one of The Office, which was six episodes, and then you were... This is, like, a full... Yeah. I don't know. It's a full network show. I'm gonna try and keep going, but I can't see, see myself sitting down to watch more than, like, two at a time. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's just too much. Um... He also said, who's your favorite... What's your favorite episode and character from Community? I don't have a favorite episode yet, because I don't know them well enough, but I would say Troy. Uh, Troy and Abed are, like, hilarious. Abed is so funny. Really? He's just... He's definitely on the spectrum somewhere, so, like, like he's... Asperger's, Mm -hmm. if not, further on the spectrum, and he's so literal. It's just, like... It's amazing. It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, They they do... uh, one, One episode, there's, like, a research survey, um... Anyway, and he has just, they just had the point of the survey is just to, like, and John Oliver is like conducting it, which is also pretty great that he's in it because he's just like this weird, weird, weird character. But basically the whole point of the survey is just to keep telling the participants that it's like five more minutes and then we'll start. And Abed sits in this room for like 26 hours because they just kept telling him it was going to be five more minutes. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like, it's just, and he's just, just so like matter of fact. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, I'd go home. And he's like, he looks at his watch. He's like, all right. And he just like walks out the door. Like, it's just priceless. And Troy's really good too. Uh Donald Glover's character. And he just like has a. He's just very charismatic and whatever. And he comes across as a dumb jock, but he's not really.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He's not as much of a jock as he'd like to think that he is. And so that's kind of fun. He's
1: probably not as dumb as he thinks he is either. There's that <laughs> remember as Remember well. how sexy he was in the Hans Settler movie? Yes. Do you remember, Do you remember that? Remember how first sexy he was in Magic,
0: Magic Mike XXL? I remember that. So. Oh man, he was like. Because he sang, he danced, there was a whole bunch of things going on with I'll him in that movie. will do a Google
2: later. It was pretty good.
0: It was the same uh, part of the show that Michael Strahan was in, so, like, it was just, like... Ooh! Did you not know that, that Michael no. Strahan... Yeah. It was funny, because I went and watched that movie, and I... It, he, had a, he had a mask on at first, and I was, like, that's Michael Strahan. And then he smiled, and I saw the like, gap in his teeth, and I was, like, holy fuck, it is Michael Strahan. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all... They're all... And that's, that's the part of the movie that Jada Pinkett Smith is in. Like, that part uh, is probably... Solid. is. It's. Mm, there's two really good parts of that movie, but that's probably the best, like. Chunk. Chunk. It's it's great. Um,
1: Still got to pee, Megan. Wonder Woman,
0: <laughs> this is all Tyler has to say. Wonder Woman 1984, delayed to October 5th. Please do not shoot The Messenger. I'm good. Okay. I'm fine. I'm fine with October 5th versus, like, June 2021, which is what I was expecting. Yes, me so too. I'll take October.
1: I will. And I'm, I'm glad it's not going to come out on demand because mm-hmm. I do need to see it. On mm-hmm. a fucking huge screen.
0: I just watched Wonder Woman again, just for fun. Uh-huh. A plus. It's
1: so good. So Except good. for the fight scene with Ares. Whatever.
0: Yeah. you all a couple, know like, it dips, sir. There's a couple bad, like, green screen things, too. Yes. But, whatever.
1: But, it's fucking gal good. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Again.
0: Okay, um, wow. Well, Is that it? Oh, God. <laughs> you can find our things on the internet. SoundCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You can find us at garbagefirepodcast.com. Yeah. On the Twitter, just look up garbage fire pod and you'll find us you'll find us all over you'll the place you'll probably
1: find more than we want to <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: send us an email um somebody made a, a candle with like a waste management dumpster yes and I want one and you yeah. should have one too if anyone wants to buy them for us let me know I'll tell you where I'll tell you where to <laughs> ship them um uh yeah that's all we have for this week as always thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the dumpster